You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, the whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it, sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners, where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, step up in front of a microphone, and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories. So a couple years ago, I was on vacation with my family, and um, my mom noticed that I had antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. Uh, And I hadn't really thought to tell her that. I wasn't trying to hide it, uh, because, I mean, the meds were out. But it just hadn't really occurred to me that she would have any sort of reaction. Um, But she had a pretty big one. Uh, It seemed to really disturb her that I was uh, medicating for those things. And later that night when we were alone, she uh, asked me, why am I depressed? Which is like a big question, but also it's really hard to answer when a big part of it is also you. Um, (laughs) uh, That's just like a different conversation I wasn't interested in having. Um, And I found out later I went to dinner with my stepdad and my brother. My mom and my sister stayed behind. And like one of the first things my mom did was turn to my sister and say, does Jordan think I fucked her up? Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I didn't have to say it. Um, And I do do have a very uh, weird relationship with my mom, as I'm sure a lot of us do. I don't think it's unique at all. Um, I've... The relationship I've had with her since I was a child is her emotions are my problem. My emotions are not her problem. And that's difficult when you're becoming a person with emotions and the people who are supposed to help you with them don't know how to help you but are asking you to help them. Uh, And that's just been our whole relationship. And so I've had a very narrow relationship with my mom as I've gotten older and had more control over the amount of time we spend together. Um, and that was just kind of how I tried to solve that because I didn't know how to tell my mom like what I needed from her, uh, because I didn't trust her to be able to say that she could provide that. Um, and so I just, yeah, my answer has been, I just, I talked to her when she calls me and she doesn't call me very often and I see her on holidays and that's just worked. Um, it, but it also did make me sad. I remember, uh, a few years ago, in my, like, I was in my late 20s, and it was around the time my mom and my dad divorced. And I remember thinking, what was my mom's 28th year like? Like, what did she feel? What was she thinking? And I didn't know how to talk to her about that. And I honestly, I didn't know how to trust that she would give me an answer that was um, genuinely vulnerable. 
My mom, again, like there's no filter in terms of her processing emotions, but she's also, she's a great storyteller. And uh, that's been a big part of our relationship too, in terms of the stories she gave me about who she is and her emotions and the people in our lives and what they should mean to me. Um, and so I don't, I don't trust her <laughs> on any level. Um, but after, it's, we, it was weird. After she saw that I was on medication for depression and anxiety, it seemed to do something to her that I could not have anticipated. Um, like a month or two later, she called me out of the blue and spent like just hours telling me every awful thing my grandparents had done to her. Um, and she talked about some of this when I was a kid. Uh, primarily when my mom would be, when they would upset my mom, if she had a terrible relationship with her parents too. And if they would bother her, one of the ways she would process that is just tell me every bad thing she could think of about them so I wouldn't like them. Um, so that's kind of the way she presented this stuff before, so she hadn't talked about it in a while. But she was just very detailed and talked about, yeah, just like how worthless they made her feel and how they literally told her that she was and just how mean they were. And then she said to me, I know you and Kelly think I was mean, but my parents were mean. I wasn't mean like that. And it just... <laughs> I don't know if it was the meds or the years of therapy or just the fact that I have been more of an adult outside of her power than I've been a child under it. But I just was able to say, like, mean is mean, mom. Like, you were mean to me, too. Um, and it just kind of went over her head. And she kind of kept doing this for a while, where she would just call me more frequently than she had before. Because um, I... I kept answering the phone because I was expecting like an emergency, but she would like call me every two weeks and it was just like to vent about things, um, which was just really annoying. I had to stop answering the calls. That was the, again, avoidance was the only way I really knew how to deal with it. Um, and then last summer, I took my sister and my brother-in-law to Zumbizi Bay's like adult only night. It's very fun, I, I recommend it. And we had a great time. And my sister, who is much better relationship with my mom than I do, told her, my mom, about it. And so I got a call from my mom saying, I want to go to Zumbi's Bay with you. And I didn't know how to say no because that felt rude. And some weird, unhealthy part of me thought, like, well, this is an easy way for my mom to get to spend time with her daughter. And I just, like, get to drink and float around in a pool. Like, this is, like, low stakes. She can feel good and I can just exist. Um, which is like not great, uh, but it's a coping mechanism. And so we go, and I don't know why, but within the first two minutes, my mom just says to me, I know you thought I was mean, but my parents were the mean ones. And again, I just had to be like, you have to stop saying that. Like, your childhood was awful. Mine was bad too. We both have scars, and just because they're in different places doesn't mean mine less than yours. And it was weirdly easy to say that to her, even if it's like emotional now, but like, and I was able to say like, hey, I know you want a relationship with me. I would like that too, but I can't have it on these terms. I need you to be able to reckon with what you did and the mother you were. I need you to acknowledge that. If you want me to be any kind of vulnerable and real with you, and she had a hard time hearing that in such a way that, like, uh, I think she just, I mean, it was defensive, and it was fine, but she kind of kept just telling me everything she liked about me. 
to prove how much she loved me as if the problem wasn't that, as if the problem was I didn't know she loved me. Uh, and also as if it was so simple as just being mean to your kid. And that was hard too, to, again, like the most I could do is tell her that and I can't control where she can meet me. And I kind of had to accept that like I had done the most I could, I thought. And kind of time just kept passing on and she did call me less after that. And then when she did, one time when we were talking, uh, I started talking and she did too. And she stopped and said, oh, I'm sorry, I was talking over you. What were you saying? And that's the first time she's ever done that in a conversation. Um, and that felt like a shift. That felt different. And then last December, she was in town um, for a work thing and we got dinner. And she did it again. This thing where like, she just was venting about her parents to me. And I remember her saying like, how, how, like, oh yeah, her parents did something they laughed about it. Like, can you imagine a parent laughing after hurting their child? And I had to go, yeah, I can. And I told her a story about when I was a kid and how she threatened to not take me to school because I wasn't getting ready in time and said she just wasn't going to take me, that I wasted her time so she wasn't going to waste any more. She wasn't going to be late to work because of me. And so I got me and my sister ready, and I just started walking. I didn't even know where my school was. Um, I knew where my dad's house was in relation to my mom's, and I thought if I could get there fast enough, I could maybe catch him before he got to work, and he could take me to school. I'm in second grade. My mom like pulls up and laughs and says, I can't believe you believed me. And she puts us in the car, and I make sure I know how to get to school from her house now. And I tell her that story. And she says, she can't empathize with that. That's not mean enough for her. And so I have to say, okay, your childhood was awful, and you deserve to be heard. It can't be me anymore. I, we can't have this relationship where you ask me for empathy and tell me I can't have any. And things started to change after that. She hasn't told me any of those stories anymore. I can tell she's really trying. It's not what I want from a relationship with a mom, but I feel really grateful that I was able to say what I needed to say after years of not even knowing what I needed to say and that she's really trying. Thank you.